episode 415 of Global From Asia. We're doing the storytelling time, this, the origins of the professor of Amazon, Howard Tai, a friend, speaker at Cross Border Summit, also doing an amazing Secret Island Mastermind. Let's tune in. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you so much for choosing to watch or probably listen to Global From Asia podcast. We're at 415 shows, one month, just a little bit over a month to go before Cross Border Summit. 2023 the fifth one can't really say annual but fifth also the professor here professor will be there as a speaker at the cross-border summit also he's doing an amazing secret elite seller society mastermind on the island in the south of thailand november 4th to the 8th we will get into that into the show as well so amazing stuff happening here in november in thailand a lot of stuff happening and we are feeling like we're getting back to the you know back to the normal world at least in my world of reality of uh, you know open borders new beginnings as we say let's tune into this show and then after i will you know chat a little bit about you know some highlights i think will be coming up at his island mastermind also let him know you found out from us when you apply it's application only also some cross-border summit paths and things happening but let's tune into the show all right we have tommy the sales manager at cross better logistics how are you tommy hi hello we just got to meet here in shenzhen china it's great uh they support the show at global from asia and we also use them ourselves for many of our brands and e-commerce businesses and tommy really cares they always are uh trying to help us save money you know not you have some products you keep for us in china you have some products you keep for us in the U.S. warehouse, and uh, I really appreciate that. And you'll you can talk to this seller, right? You can give them your advice. You work with many Chinese sellers a lot, right? And uh, you can help um, help the sellers understand more. Yeah, we are very professional for the shipment to USA and Canada. Also, we have warehouse in USA and Canada. We can have our. Uh, factories, suppliers, uh, sellers for the shipment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For yes. the e-commerce business. Yep. And you even keep stuff uh, in China too. So sometimes if you have the limitations of uh, sending too much to Amazon, you can keep it here in China with with uh, Cross Better, or you can send, of course, to the U.S. warehouse. They have many different options, and they're always trying their best to find uh, find out what's the best solution for you. So yeah. definitely talk to Tommy, talk to Cross Better, and thank you for your uh, support of the community. Yes, we have good pricing and better service. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our Global From Asia podcast. This is, I'm looking forward to this. Howard's been on the show at least a few times. The professor, nice to have you back. Howard, how are you doing? Great. Thanks, Mike, for having me on. Yeah, we've 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 had some more technical discussions about like, you know, in the past some previous episodes on the show about like, you know, the Chinese sellers versus like, you know, western sellers and we've talked some technical stuff, but today is a little bit more like the story, your story. I'm excited like how we met and then how you got started on e-commerce and to China and everything. So, you ready for today? Oh uh, yeah. 
ready. Great. So I think a lot of people know you as the professor. You're also have been doing a great agency work with Signalytics. You founded and CEO of Signalytics and also the ESS or Elite Seller Society Mastermind Group and Community. So it's it's really a pleasure to have you back on the show and to see you to see you grow. You know, I think maybe we start with how we first met. We first met in Shenzhen. I think it was 2017 or so where Thompson, uh, NYPD Pizza, anybody in Shenzhen should know know the pizza delivery. It's great pizza. And you guys have been friends from LA. And I, I think you you guys were, you swung, but I had a pizza, he brought a pizza and you came along and it was, you guys were hanging out and we were talking in my place and talking about e-commerce and connecting about things. I think I'm right, right? So that was a funny, funny. I, I, I remember it was with Thompson and then we met through him. And I don't, it's that's very, that's a long time ago. That, that's 2017, you're right. Uh, that's before, I think I went to a couple of your mat, or your yeah. like little uh, cross border uh, summit thing summits. as well. And we did, yeah, we were doing meetups too. That was a good old days in Shenzhen where there was lots of community events. You had, yeah, at the, you were having, there was the events at the Mambo, I think, and there was events, you know, I think Zach had meetups and, Everybody's having a, a, a lot of cool stuff going on, but yeah, that, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, you'd come to the cross border summit. You're also spoken there a few times. You'll be back again. We're bringing it back, so it's great to have you back. And but yeah, I think it was a it was a great great way to connect with you. And yeah, in the community, and we obviously knew a lot of common friends in the industry. I remember when we first connected. So it's been awesome to uh, build our our friendship and our relationship. Uh, yes, I remember that I went to one, one or two of your summits, your cross-border. Yeah. I was speaking in one of them on, in Guangzhou. I, yeah, the I Guangzhou 2019. And then, uh, yeah, uh, and then we went, there was other things. So I remember like my first mastermind was in Shenzhen in 2018. So that was, I know I knew you before that, so. Yeah, yeah, it's great, man. And then let's go back to your story. Like you've also been doing, e- I think, also eBay. I think a lot of us were eBay. I, uh, so I think you started on e-commerce and eBay, and when you were, because you're from LA originally. I remember you have a cool. Vo- Maybe we could connect your vlog. You have a video blog. I, I watched about your story in California. But yeah, you're originally, originally from California, right? And and you were doing eBay while you were there. So I mean tell you my story so i was i'm actually born in la born and raised in la so regarding ebay right i came out of college in uc san diego is yep. actually the college at third go marshall computer science and engineer back in like 2002 or something like that and then i had a lot of books books and these microsoft software and and things like that that they give away so when I had when I had collections of them, you know, because because I'm a computer science major, these big software companies like Microsoft wants you, you to use their software. Growing up, you know, like uh, getting yeah. out of there in the world, so that you know how to program their using their systems, their programming language, C sharp, and so on. So you know, that's kind of like where we kind of uh, came out from, and then we kind of use those those books and, and the software and try to sell it on eBay in the beginning. And that's where I started with eBay. 
And then after that, I then came out and worked with one of my mom's friends to start up a like e-commerce kind of company. Uh, mm-hmm. With that, we we're selling like, ink cartridges. Then they moved on to like cell phone accessories, iPod, iPads, yeah. and e-book, and like these uh, netbooks back in the days. Yeah, it was a lot of. It was a, we were like one of the first to sell a lot of these stuff, like Apple accessories, HDMI cables. And so on. So if you see on eBay, those, these, these multi-pack, right? You see like a iPhone charger with a cable, with a case, you know, and, and it's like a, like a bundle pack kind of thing. We were the one that kind of first started it, Sandy for city and all those bigger sellers on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then that was 2000. And I think that's 2003, 2003. Then we kind of broke up with my with my partner, and then I think we started our other company two thousand and five or seven. Then then we started multi country marketplaces. You know, wow. we didn't just sell on eBay or Amazon or other. There was like a shop dot com in the U.S. Rakuten in the U.S. Yeah. We, we we do it for every country. We're talking about UK, France. Back then, Price Minister, and then we did uh, Rakuten, Japan. We did Marlboro Libre, and and so on. We did everything. So that's mm-hmm. where we kind of started. One of one of the first to to do uh, multi-channel and multi-country. Amazing, yeah. So back to well, the probably was just shipping out of your maybe even your dorm or fulfillment probably was just all from the U.S., right? I mean, would you buy from China and import? I mean, the books, I guess you had, but maybe the electronics you were buying most most likely from China, were you importing it, then warehousing it in like California and then sending? Or were you fulfilling from China or? Well, I was, I was importing from China. Back yeah, import first and then. Uh, so. so 2020, 2003, we imported. So we, ever since then, we just import everything. We were... Uh, pretty pretty early in there before like global source is really being popular and 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 so on so that's kind of where we started and yeah it was kind of i would say i started selling in my car (laughs) i have like a i i have i have all the inventory in the in the back of my car and then a trunk and then i go to these they call it cafe places or boba restaurants places tea places and mm-hmm. we just sit there and then we and, and we just like uh, hook up our power to there where we can find power and then just print out the labels and then ship it out through usps and uh, then later on we 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 then went to like kind of rented my friend's house to do more bulk shipments dhl global mail or they call it now dhl e-commerce we had and so on so it was kind of started in the back of my car actually that's awesome man it's, yeah for me like yeah I, all of us especially those days was, yeah I, i'm a little bit later oh four but i was using my apartment my studio apartment and then i couldn't even get the, the receipt to receive it because i was i was working and so i had to go to the ups store pickup facility or something and then yeah it was like everybody was just hustling there to just the logistics was really a nightmare earlier those days, right? Like yeah, cars and apartments and basements and, uh, you know, maybe UPS, I think you could do some UPS store, but it was 
well, I don't think maybe they would hold it. They would receive it. You had to take it. I can't remember, but yeah, it was, it wasn't that many fulfillment like options then that I, I think was all just developing. So, so that's a cool story. And then, but then you came to China, right? I mean, you, you know, maybe share how you came to China. So, so like 2005, let's say I broke up with the uh, old partner. Then we went and then I did my own thing. And that's where the, we were packing in the back of the car and stuff. Yeah. So in eight, I've decided that we should be going to China instead because that's when we're like Ali, Alibaba or mm. was kind of popular, right? Back then. I remember and, then I said, and then people are, because we were one of the first like kind of importers and stuff. People were buying wholesale from us on the things that we were selling. And Ooh. we wanted to make sure that they keep on buying from us, but I, but our prices cannot compete with them buying directly from China. So we wanted to be the ones in China selling it to the the people in the U.S. In, at that time. So we wanted, so we jumped over, and then me and my wife at the time that she was wor- wa- working at Walgreen as a store manager, uh, wow. she went with me to China, and she quit her job. So we were like, hmm. For, for for my side, I wasn't that worried, but for her side, she's just quit her job to kind of go with me in China. So we always had this idea of, hey, what if we can make you know American dollars in China? That would be a lot cooler because that's a lot, everything is a lot priced lower than the U.S. and so on, and also the foreign earned income thing that they true. have for the U.S. people. Yeah, that's true. This is cool. So yeah, I didn't bring up your wife. I think you. I remember from your vlog you met in in college, right? At what University of Santa Barbara? You see San Diego, San Diego, San Diego. So you guys met there, which is cool. So, so yeah, I, I was actually met her in community college because I was actually transferred from San Marino High School to to like somewhere in uh, Massachusetts for oh. computer science, and it was kind of not not right the weather is like too cold because there was snowing all the time and and so on and i'm the la guy right i don't i'm not used <laughs> to these snow and it's kind of boring i feel like West Coast. So I, just, I came back i i wanted to get away from my friends and really study so I, so then i came back and then i had to go through a community college a computer it's called pp pp uh, pcc uh, pasadena city college and then where that's where we met in in the calculus class and then and then that's where what happened and then we got together when I was 18, she was 18, and and so on. So that's where we met. Yeah, I mean, I remember you guys, even during COVID, you, were, you, were, you guys are always like, like, you know, like, especially COVID, you know, like all of us, we're all kind of locked down or quarantined. You guys have been through a lot, you know, together, you know, and then even in early days, go, she quitted. So, yeah, it seems like you're a lucky guy. She seems very supportive, which is awesome. Did did the families support this or what was that hard to move because i mean you know your family probably hong kong background that moved immigrated to the u.s or something or correct yes yeah into the u.s and so it was kind of it wasn't that bad because they're used to us being independent and we're always not in at home so we just when we moved we just moved and we're we're okay at the age so like 20 i think it was 30 something i don't remember and we, we went to china in 2009 okay. that's where we started so 2009 i forgot how exactly it goes like almost 
15, 16 years. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so, uh, it was kind of hard in the very beginning because we don't have a place. Yeah. Um, we had to go over there and set up an office and yeah. so on. So we had a friend there and he helped a little bit. And so that's where we set up our own office in China in 2009 doing Amazon, which is which is uh, one of the first Amazon sellers in China. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was because I think I remember a lot of Chinese couldn't sell on Amazon without a U.S. company. They need, I think it was until 2011 or 12 that Chinese sellers could use Chinese companies to sell. I remember that because I remember a lot of Chinese were asking me to help them open U.S. companies to get on Amazon in those days because they couldn't sell direct yet, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, my wife is very supportive. Well, of course, we sometimes have arguments. It's hard not to. But it works out. Yeah, of course. I've dodged plates a few times myself. So, <laughs> but let's move on. And she's so you, the best. She's the best. If she's listening to 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 this episode, baby, you're the best. Yeah, I think we're both lucky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Catalina seems great. We were just I was just chatting her the other day, and yeah, my wife Wendy is is supportive. You know, I think the it's important to have. Uh, a stable, you know, supportive partner in our, our especially high stress, high risk kind of environments. <laughs> so yeah, let's move on. So then you're in China in uh, like 2009 and uh, you're selling on Amazon one of the first. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, Amazon wasn't many third party sellers still. I mean, so that's awesome. And what, what was kind of the evolution? Cause I think, you know, you've been on like a lot of great press. I think it was wall street journal with the video about your working with factories and sellers in China. Like, I don't know if how you want to transition to that or, you know, you, and I know your Nick, I think I know where your nickname came from, but I, maybe we can get into that, but I don't, is that the right next step in the story? Like, sure. so 2009, I landed in China, set up a company and we started growing it. At that time, the salary was like 800 to 1000 RMB per person. Yeah. So it was really that that is like a hundred to two hundred dollars USD if yeah. those who trans currency trans, trans exchange. So we grew it right pretty pretty big. We grew it to about a hundred and fifty people. So we right. actually had a warehouse in the U.S. with Got maybe it. like eighty to ninety people, and then we had in China we had another like almost eight, another seventy or eighty people doing it. So one hundred fifty people let's say, and we were doing like twenty thousand orders a day. We were doing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sales volume, and then after a while, we also went on to the hoverboards. Yeah, so, I remember this. Uh, yeah, we did a lot of hoverboards. We were the best seller on hoverboards on Amazon. We were doing like a thousand orders, but uh, on just hoverboards, right? But these, so then, but then these prices are between four hundred ninety nine dollars to eight hundred dollars. So hmm. we were like. Really, really good. And also, we were selling international. So it was more like half of our orders from was from the U.S. And the other half was the rest of the world. We're talking about Japan, France, and the U.K., and Canada, and everywhere else that, at that time, Amazon was having as their other country's marketplace. It was doing really good. It was on Newegg. It was on eBay. Everything like that. Got it. Got so it. Then, so then there's the incidents with batteries because in, at that time, a lot of Chinese sellers was trying to make a profit, but they had to like have less 
less quality insurance in order to make that profit. So that was the one that thing that hurt us where we were really, as an American, it's really hard for us to not have good quality because you're here, you're kind of scared, you know, you to you that you might get turns or have, like we say, explosion, you know, (laughs) the battery exploding and everything. So (laughs) things like that we we try not to get into. So that's really quality. But Amazon said, hey, everything, all hoverboards gets uh, taken down. So then we got all our hoverboards kind of taken down. And then they wanted this, the UL certified. And then we got that. But before that, before we get the UL certified, they're telling Amazon telling everyone to return all the hoverboards, right? Because they were at the time, they were kind of, they felt like there's bad press and everything. But we sold a lot, right? We're selling a thousand a day and they're expensive. Mm-hmm. $499 to $800. So we're selling a lot. And when they tell us to return it, we had to set up a quality, uh, like a, a facility. Yeah. And when you return it at that time, you're not able to sell it again. First of all, the hoverboards are kind of sound is already and like a, a taboo kind of ready. And then you're trying to fix it up and resell it back out. It's even worse. Yeah. So it was really hard. We lost like so much money we lost two houses and 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 that and that's where my wife was getting kind of really depressed mm-hmm. because it was a lot of money in the house and and so on so then i transitioned to teaching so we 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 created myself uh was teaching at jongsan university which is that's where the professor yeah that's out. where the name came from the professor of amazon so then, then I, then we did this mastermind in 2018, and I guess it's in, in Sunjun. Yeah, uh, yeah, hotel. yeah. So nice. that's where that's where we started, and there were, people were like really crazy about understanding what is the Chinese doing at that time. Why mm. are they selling so good, so fast, so much, and and so on. So that's where I, the Professor of Amazon came about, and the hoverboard is came about to be. Uh, a bad thing because we lost all this money. Oh, yeah. It is, man. It is. It's always scary. Even right now, like for me personally, my credit card's not working. They changed the credit card number on the virtual bank account. I use Mercury. They're even a sponsor of the podcast. I got, they changed all the credit cards on all their accounts and it failed. So Amazon's locked me out, not locked me out, but just says you can't do anything until you update your credit card. And the new card is not processing literally like just the last 24 hours. They froze my payment payout. I'm trying to think, I guess I'll have to use a personal credit card because I don't have a business credit card on that account, you know? So it's uh yeah, it's always, man, it's always nerve wracking, this stuff. Yeah. And uh, be careful to not uh, be careful to not have it on multiple accounts. If I I know this is what I'm worried about. I'm trying to talk to the support because I just want to use the card on the company name on that file on that address. That's what I'm trying to figure out what to do. To be honest, I don't want to put a different card, different like card. So I'm trying to think. Let's be careful. That's one of the ways that Amazon links through credit card. But that's easy, right? A number is easy, it's unique. Yeah. Well, I do have a different card number, or I can make it generate another number, but the address would be a different address. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. And then the address would be the same as the other card on the other account. So they would maybe have the address would be the same. Address would be the same. 
they only look at zip codes if they do. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. the only thing they could do. Well, the zip is the zip is Hong Kong zero zero zero. So I, I don't. Yeah, maybe it'll work. I'm gonna. Yeah, I literally got an email before recording. They said they they're freezing the payout. It's like, you know, payout time. So, uh, maybe I have to use a personal. But okay, so let's move on. But yeah, it's exactly, exactly. So cool that you kind of covered the story of the professor from Zhongshan University, which is awesome. And then yeah, of course. You've kind of helped both, right? You've helped Chinese sellers and you've helped, you know, Western sellers with the masterminds, which is cool and unique. Most most people just are able to kind of do one side or the other. So you've, of course, worked with many sellers, especially these masterminds you're doing. And you have one coming up here very quickly, in a couple of weeks, right at the beginning of November. We'll link in the show notes at EliteSellerSociety.com slash ESS2023. It's in Copanyang Island. It's like an island secret island mastermind and you've done quite a few others very premium what what do you see that you know separates you know these eight seven eight figure sellers from maybe new or sellers six figures or guys that just don't 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 continue or 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 don't work out like what what do you think separates the big you know the successful from the not so i see a lot of sellers and a lot of sellers are the smaller sellers that want that gives up all the time would give up are the ones that won't take the extra mile and just like push through there maybe they're almost there but they just gave up you know giving up is the worst thing because you'll never be able to reach it so it's like a lot of like they don't want to learn new things they're just stagnant of where they are but everyone knows when they're talking about amazon it's like it's ever changing you have to always kind of come up with new strategies you got to come up with new techniques to to grow because Amazon COS changes all the time. And then the stuff that used to work isn't working anymore. So it has to be people who are able to learn new things and be able to adapt and and be able to take the the pressure. Because Amazon is not, it, it's there's ups and downs all the time. So you got to make sure that you can be able to take the, take all that pressure from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like it's seriously, you feel like you're battling with them every time. There's you got to update something, update even just. I feel like because I feel like just keeping the account active sometimes is like a fight, right? Like, geez, man. Like, oh, you got to upload new doc tax documents or this document or credit cards updating of verifying this, and yeah, of course compliance. And yeah, so it's true. It's like I think guess what you're saying is also mindset, right? And and perseverance to just you know and i i've i've had to book a gladiator e-commerce gladiator and i did a little mini series and it feels like we're you know as a seller you're like a gladiator in in modern times like you got to have that mindset to succeed and to win and to, but I, I like that i like that also like i always think that like that when people start learning is when they start reaching that 10 million dollar mark that's when I, I see that people are starting to up their game. A lot of people, like back in the days, like they, they get lucky sometimes. They got mm. a crazy product. They got in the right time, the right place, and, and, and they did really good. And then, and then that's where they're stagnant because they have to learn new things or do new mm. operations in order for you to be able to go through another barrier, go to the next level. Got it. Yeah. No, that's true. To scale, 
yeah, you have to like add products, you have to learn how to launch. Yeah, you you gotta or go multi markets or channels. Yeah, and you have to keep pushing yourself. How about Chinese sellers versus like Western sellers? Are there you know differences? And of course, obviously there's similarities or not just like to generalize, but just in, in general, like what are some of the differences that you say? Cause you, you know, both. And so uh, the Chinese sellers are mainly playing within the sandbox of Amazon, right? They do PBC, they do DSP, they do, they do optimizing on their Amazon side. They only can do Amazon because a lot of the other stuff that, the blow, the 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 shiny the, the shiny new object mm-hmm. is Facebook, Google, or or tick. What was the other one? Instagram or Instagram, TikTok, of course. Or there's. A, yeah. Yeah. I don't even. I'm losing track of the newer ones. I think there's even newer ones now. I'm hearing about. All these shiny objects aren't able to be done in China because they're all blocked through the Great Wall, right? Yeah. So the the firewall of China. So they're not able to do it. So that's why they could only stay within that bubble of Amazon. So, but then there's they're doing it, they're grinding and they're learning within the Amazon ecosystem. They know what to do because they focus all their mind, all their other the whole time on time. Amazon. While you have other people with with like a lot of uh, shiny objects, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, social media, influencer marketing. Google, websites, Shopify, website, yeah. just just a lot of stuff. So then they divert their all their their like uh time into going through all these different places, which they which the people in in China are just still in that little bubble of Amazon. That's why they could navigate in Amazon so much better than the, maybe the Western culture sellers. True. No, I agree. And you know. Chinese are just, you know, like even even before I came to China, you know, you go to Chinatowns, right? They're all around the world. They work hard, you know, Chinese people. Of course, you know, the black hat pe- people are critical about, but black hat or not, Chinese work hard, right? And the business ethics and the work ethic, they'll do, it, they'll do what it takes, you know, whereas I think, you know, I don't want to get like, you know, but some some Western sellers, you know, or don't want to push it as far as they have to go you know of course they're obviously i'm generalizing i want like the racist uh, thing but i, I yeah. do agree with you to a point yeah because like everyone in the u.s at least like they they know about this book called four hour work week right yeah. <laughs> trying to do amazon that's so a good that point enough money to be like you laying on the beach <laughs> yeah i'm on the beach all day <laughs> and, and laying on the beach in thailand and don't have to do much work you have a lot of those so that's and true. but then in China, they have that 996, right? Yeah. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. So yeah. they're at that mindset. And for for their culture or their education in China, they're known to be really, really fast at doing stuff. You know, like the factory workers, right? They always yeah. do the same thing over and over again. Or when they go to school, they just keep on practicing math. They yeah. practicing math over again so that they become the best so yeah. when you, they do something they do it fast and quick true you know so that, that's where the big advantage of them because if they know how to do something and they'll keep on doing it fast and quick so like launching a product is it's a cycle keep on pushing new products out you know keep on going keep on going you know and right. they have and and 
of course, when you get success in doing one product, you have you have that dopamine, you know, and then you want to do it again and again, and again you know. Exactly. So this is fun. Yeah, it's true. Though. I mean, I, I think anybody Chinese or Westerners listening would agree. You know, uh, of course, there's exceptions. There's lazy Chinese, and there's lazy or there's hardworking uh, Westerners. You know, like that. But but I think generally, that's the the way. You know, I think a lot of it is. Almost it's true. Like Tim Ferriss or Four Hour Work Week or the Digital Nomads, they try to do. I work. I work hard. I do a million things. So yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to uh, do the little as possible, which I think is a mistake as well. There's a saying about the coconut cowboy. I heard and I think about, but some people just try to like live in Thailand. I heard people say, if I just get two hundred dollars a month, I can live here. Three hundred, I can like. They think about the bare minimum they need to live, and they just try to make that amount to pay their rents and their food, you know? And I'm like, man, that's not the right mindset, you know? Like, that's not it's not the right mindset. So I know we got short on time. I know you're super busy. Appreciate you coming on. Let's talk about your secret island mastermind in November. You know, the show will come out in the middle of October. So it's just a couple weeks away. I already, I, I know, like, I met some people coming there. What what are the the dates? And give us a little bit of preview about it. For the mastermind, it's called the Elite Seller Society uh, 2023 Mastermind. But the theme of it is the secret island. So we're going to take you on to a secret island where we could uh, be showing you some of the cool stuff that big sellers are doing. We're bringing people from China, two or three sellers, to teach about what the Chinese are doing. And that they're growing 20, uh, 30 to 40% every year over year still right now. Amazing. And all the... All the sellers that you think about that got suspended because of review manipulation are all back on Amazon and mm-hmm. growing fat. So you can't keep them out too long, right? True. So yeah, and then we got people from Ukraine coming, and also worldwide. You know, you have like all these big sellers from all over the world that that we we know and we think that is more practical for people to learn from. So we try to pick. I go to a lot of masterminds. I try to find the best of the best to come to the to my ESS 2023 or mastermind. So it's kind of going to be really good. And it's going to be, first, we're going to meet in Kosomoy in, in November 4th. And yep. then we're going to take you on November 5th. We're going to go take you on to that private secret island. And then, then we're going to do some team building, networking, and just building up that tribal feel. <laughs> then on the 6th and the 7th we're going to have that mastermind so we're going to just teach and learn and 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 do that on the 7th nighttime we're going to have this jungle party so that's where we're going to have all the fun um, and then after a the the after 7th then we're going to go on the 8th is when we all leave we're going to take you back from the secret island to Kosamoy and then that's where we depart so Great. It's going to be uh, pretty five days, four nights. Yeah, all, in all inclusive. Is, yeah, the the, the landing page is great. People should check it out. Again, we'll link it in the show notes. But yeah, elitesellersociety.com slash ESS2023. The island is there and everything. So yeah, November 4th for five days, four nights, all inclusive. It'll it'll be epic. And it's application only. They got to make sure you're right fit. It's a premium event. So, so then definitely maybe let them know that you've heard about it from us 
uh, now give you a little preferential treatment there. And so I've, uh, yeah, I've met people who are already planning to go, which is awesome. And then afterwards, and after this amazing island, we're, we're going to get to see you here in Chiang Mai up in the mountains. No islands in the north, but in Chiang Mai, you'll be here uh, for the cross-border summit, which we mentioned earlier. You, you've spoken in 2019 and been to them in the past. So it'll be great to have you sharing with us a session and uh, connecting with our, uh, you know, our um, attendees. So thanks for making it out here. No problem. Anything for Mike. You know I get lost. <laughs> Yeah, we picked. We've been talking about the topic, but the trifecta, I, the trifecta of the balancing now AI, of course, you, which you do a lot with the signalytics. You know, I know you guys really specializing in AI, AI and PPC and ranking, right? And how to balance those to maximize, maximize uh, your the seller's profit, not Amazon's profit. You know, I feel like Amazon's learning to maximize. They're using AI to maximize their profit. You know what I mean? Like to, from us as a seller. So I'm excited for your, your session there in November 16th, 17th. So November's going to be action-packed. And uh, well, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I know you got another session coming up and it's a pleasure to have you. This will be a fun show to share for the books. You know, the professor's story is what we're calling it. And uh, I learned a couple new things about your the story and it's always motivating to hear people's early days you know selling out of a back back of your car in la to where you are now is an amazing achievement so congrats and it's great to be your friend and in you know working with you howard so thank you no problem thank you and thank you to our sponsor our returning sponsor mercury.com online bank well it's a real bank but you can do it totally online for us our blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances, you can go to globalformasia.com slash Mercury. I also have a video tutorial that we use even for the blimp people. I use the same exact video to learn how to use it. I hope... You can check it out totally free why not see you there thank you so much for listening thanks howard ty the professor the professor of amazon or just the professor for sharing with us that fun story i always think these are inspirational and uh, you know some of my favorite kind of podcast interviews getting to the early stages when you're selling out of back of your car in la wow that was some cool stuff thanks for sharing the the good the bad the ugly you know it's like like i said it's like the gladiator and he's, he's definitely a professor. He's done a lot of amazing masterminds. I've been a pleasure of being his friend for a long time in the industry. Definitely, if you uh, want to really up your game, attend his Secret Island Mastermind November 4th to the 8th. I know a couple people going. And it will always be delivering good value. It's very, very premium. It's application only. you got to do a call with them first. And it's a premium price for a premium package with a, a very tight-knit group of elite seller society people so check that out also let them know you came from us and i'm sure it'll give you a little preferential treatment during that phone call and application process come up quick so you gotta act fast elite seller society.com slash ess2023 and of course after that it's going to be the cross-border summits november 15 16 17 15 for the vips masterminds and dinners 16 17 for the core event of full day speakers and networking and speed business dating and lunches and networking parties and all that crazy stuff cross-border summit.com 
will be that spot. So thank you so much for listening. So some of the highlights, you know, there's so much happening. Some of the highlights for the summit, of course, Howard will be there. I just had a webinar with ProBox and Nick Katz, our Mr. Japan. He's coming to Chiang Mai for the first time. Actually, I think Howard's first time to Chiang Mai. Danny McMillan's first time. There's going to be Chris Rawlings' first time. So if you want to meet these amazing people all under one roof for intense, intense networking and learning and growing together sessions, I would love to see you there. It's also, of course, a great way to support these podcasts. If you enjoy these shows, enjoy this content, attending or even just telling a friend, maybe you can't come. A lot of times people refer their friends. There's only a few spots left, honestly. You know, it's, it's, it's always nerve-wracking, these events. We're also kind of getting things growing again. Also, Gold Major turned 10 years old today, as far as this, maybe not today, but this week. 10 years, 2013, October, we started this show. So, thanks again for listening, for watching, for tuning in, for sharing, for commenting, for giving reviews and feedback on the podcast for participating for engaging obviously this is nothing without you engaging with us connecting with us reaching out to us mike at globalformation.com will go into the inbox and would love to hear some cool feedback and ideas from you that's it episode 415 the professor story show peace to get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.